0: The reason I thought of that is because when I was a kid, uh, we would go to this camp every summer and they had a dining hall. And this one kid would always take the crackers from the Continental Breakfast and a no little can joke. of spray cheese. And he'd go in the stairwell, spray the cheese onto the cracker, and throw them up until they'd hit the ceiling and they'd stick there. And the whole no stairwell was coated <laughs> with old crackers stuck to the ceiling. It was not me, just for the record, it was not me. <laughs>
1: You're listening to Reason Together, the podcast for Christians who think about stuff, and I'm your host, uh, Daniel Fox here, along with my good friend, Tom. Tom, how are you? Hey, good, good. You were, you were just chuckling because you said it was good to hear me snarky.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <clears throat> uh, you, you, you are so often a
0: very controlled and level-headed guy who's very concerned about not hurting someone unnecessarily. Yes and to hear you get a little snarky about something that bothered you, it does my heart good, if I'm honest.
1: <laughs> and uh, and we, if, you're, if you're an elite patron, we might save it for the after show to tell you what exactly I was uh, irritated about. Yes. Um, but we won't divulge that information at this time. But we will say thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash reason together. That's patreon.com slash reason together and uh, and if you appreciate this podcast and um and what we're doing to get some balanced content out there. And you'd like to support us, just head on over to patreon.com slash reason together. Join that, uh, other, that that great group of folks that uh, are investing in this. And as we said, it's a podcast for Christians who think about stuff. So yes, we're taking a biblical approach. We're trying to tie life to the scriptures, and we're thinking through things. We don't, we don't provide a million answers necessarily, but hopefully along the way we... Um, help you to to reason through things like you're a part of a what a Christian conversation ought mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <clears throat> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, yeah, nice I'm excited today. Um, before we do, we just have some follow up real quick to the last okay. episode. Remember, we talked about the novel coronavirus, uh, right. Corona mm-hmm. or COVID nineteen, uh, which. Last time we talked, we had we, we weren't doing live streaming yet of church services, were we?
1: No. No, we weren't. No.
0: So this has all changed
1: oh, since yeah, our last, last episode. <laughs> right.
0: And and that's one thing I wanted to make sure to, to let our listeners know that these things are changing rather frequently. And it's hard to keep up with the news and all the things we're learning about this virus. <clears throat> like even just <laughs> last week, uh, what many of the authoritative sources were saying is that as of right now it seems to be living on surfaces for like two to three hours and okay. now they have new findings that suggest it could live for much longer than that okay on surfaces okay. so that's why i say things are changing so make sure if you're just now listening to our previous episode i think it's episode 85 yeah i think is what it was if, if yes. you're just listening to our COVID 19 episode don't just take what we said uh, make sure you go and find some <laughs> reputable sources <laughs> <laughs> and uh and get your information there because these things are changing and we're learning more about this uh as a nation uh as we go um but we had talked last time about <clears throat> the the idea of canceling church uh at least temporarily uh, hopefully just temporarily, uh, to stave off the spread of COVID-19. And I thought I would put out a question to uh, to my friend Paul. <clears throat> Paul Kurtman uh, is a friend of ours, and uh, he, he had spent some time in government uh, in the state of Missouri, and, and he's a guy who wrote a, a book on, on, on uh, what, what I believe is federalism. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah the book. Uh, I think it's called Don't Tread on Me. Uh, and that's by Paul Kurtman. But I checked with Paul and I asked him what are your thoughts on the government forcing churches to close to you know as a public health concern. And and here was his response. I asked him if I could share this, he said it'd be fine. He says, "I think these executive orders are entirely unconstitutional and set dangerous precedents that future leaders from both parties will use for all kinds of loosely defined emergencies." I think there is a difference between, and this is the big part here. I I want everyone to hear this part. I think there is a difference between responding to the coronavirus and responding to the government.
1: I thought that was a good distinction.
0: Yeah. He says, if a church cancels a service, for example, it should be in response to a real threat, such as a highly contagious virus in the area. This is a decision made from the better judgment of believers. Uh, And he cites the priesthood of the believer, Christian liberty, spiritual discernment. On the other hand, if they close the doors because the government said to, then they are rendering unto Caesar what belongs to God. I think that is the wrong decision. The question to ask is who or what are we responding to? Hmm. I thought that was a really excellent response. And uh, it made something click in my mind. Because I think what I was sensing is the conflict between if, if, if we close church services, I feel like I'm giving something up. But if we're closing yeah. church uh, you know, out of good judgment that we want right. to protect right. ourselves from spreading this thing further and really also protect our testimony uh, in the public, <clears throat> um, we're doing that for our own reasons there using spiritual discernment. Uh, versus, you know, just doing it because the government said so.
1: And, and, and like you say, ultimately, it's, it should be your decision, right. though, like you say, that whether it's for testimony <clears throat> or for disease or whatever, that that's a decision we make, not something that's passed down that you have to do. Yes. But no, I, I agree. I mean, I think that's a, a good response to say, what What are we responding to? But then, then that brings the question, if we're not... Um, if we don't feel that there's a threat, but the executive order is to close, then we're saying that the correct course of action would be, uh, could be, to just continue meeting as normal.
0: Yeah, I think it's within the rights of a church to do that. The government, I don't think, can infringe that. I think on that. so, too.
1: Yeah. Um, and 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 somebody said, uh, he's, he mentions at the bottom of his fi- feedback, shouldn't we be careful not to give critics of of Christians any more reason to oh, say we're that,
0: ignorant and gullible. That was my quote, not his. Um,
1: oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That, that was, was yours. Uh,
0: yeah. I added that to the end of the notes, just as thoughts on it. Um, okay. yeah, I wrote, shouldn't we be careful not to give critics of Christians any more reason to say we're ignorant and gullible by using good discernment and following the guidelines suggested by the professionals who have,
1: who have expertise on this. Now, my only, my, my pushback on that would be professionals, you know, um, 'Cause I I still am personally a little skeptical um about you know the information. Of course, it's funneled through the media, but I mean you have and, and I'm not I'm not downing Fauci and I honestly haven't mm-hmm. listened to, you know, five minutes of, of of him him talking. But at some point, you know, you're still leaving uh, you you have to have pretty implicit trust in medical professionals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To say, oh, this is dangerous enough that your church needs to close. Well, I mean, for me, I guess partly it's been such a lack of details. Like, well, what are we talking about? Like, what, yeah. you know, what's the, um, you know, yeah, what what are the, uh, h- how easily can somebody be affected? Who is it affecting? How is it affecting them? How is it affecting different demographics? And, um, or, or even... Uh, just certain areas anyway I just think that it's kind of like this blanket imposed thing like this is a scare everything shut down and I might think it's a still I still question whether it's uh, an over reaction but (laughs) so let me let me ask you this um, obviously,
0: with Fauci and the CDC and all of these uh, big government organizations and the professionals yeah. that feed them information, with yeah. the recommendations that they make <clears throat> presently to to limit gatherings, what if that recommendation were to come to you from
1: your family doctor? Would that be different? Well, then. That- yeah, it, I think it would be different because I feel like I could ask him specific questions. Um, he could he could give me an explanation of. I think in this area there's a high threat. Uh, I think for the people in your church, you know, this is the this is the age group it's going to hit. If it hits anybody, this is how it's going to hit them. And I could ask him questions, and I can trust my. If the reason probably I have a family doctor that I would you know stick with, or at least ideally, would be one that you say I, this guy. This guy's in it for my best interest. He's giving me this information. Mm-hmm. He knows my circumstances. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I, I do. I do trust him more than some guy, you know, a thousand miles away who's making this broad generalization. You know, or whatever. Yeah. Now, I'm not. I again, I am not. I am not uh, downplaying Fauci. You know, and his his intelligence and his expertise and know-how, um, but anyway yeah because i mean uh, what
0: if what if his recommendations are good what if they're
1: right right well you know? <clears throat> yeah then that's you know something maybe to be heated but but ultimately speaking if you know we say well we don't want government telling us what to do but even so we don't want medical professionals telling us what to do either because the same argument could apply that they'd go oh no you know the flu's getting really bad you need to do this um and, and, and for that matter, it extends into families. Oh, yeah. no, you know, this this disease is getting bad. You immunize your kids with this immunization and with that immunization and with that immunization. And I go, well, I don't know if I want to do all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, why do I want to immunize my, my teenage girl for a sexually transmitted disease that, right. you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever. And but, but, you know, in their minds, no, this needs to be done for everybody. And if you don't, we look at you like, what are you doing to your children, you know? And so why do I want a medical professional running my life or making my, my personal decisions for me and in a similar way? Way for the church, right? But I mean, you want the freedom to
0: be able to refuse it, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what, that's what I'm they saying. would call AMA against medical advice. Um, okay. People have the right presently in this country to check out AMA from a hospital or an ER or something like that. Yeah. If yeah. they don't agree yeah. with the advice that's given, um, <clears throat> and I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is uh, sometimes there is a tendency for us to not trust something that seems big (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) and and you'll notice a lot of times that you know it's big government big science big medicine big Big tech tech. big industry we tend to not trust it um but that doesn't mean that everything they say is flawed True. That is
1: that is very
0: true. Because if we run that direction, we end up what's known as a conspiracy theorist. That's simply because it comes down from the CDC. Oh, it, I, I'm skeptical. It has to be wrong. Um, well, not necessarily so. They are getting their facts oftentimes from individuals uh, mm-hmm. who are on the mm-hmm. forefront of the research for things. Not saying that everything they say is perfect, but I think we have to be careful about being... Uh, about rejecting sound medical advice from medical professionals simply mm-hmm. because it's a big organization that doesn't mean that by virtue of what they say it's flawed just because it's big um <clears throat> again, not saying they're clean as the driven snow all the time because right. frankly there are there are one man practice uh chiropractors and dentists and doctors who are crooked <laughs> um and and they're not right. big right you know so I mean right we have to be equally skeptical of. All of the information we're getting, but there are people who True. are trained in expertise on these subjects, and I'm inclined to, to pay close attention if they say, listen, our recommendation is that churches close, uh, though I don't believe they should be able to force me to do that. I'm going to pay attention, mm-hmm. you know, because I think there is a stigma, um, and, and I spend, honestly, more time around unsaved people than I do saved people. By mm-hmm. virtue of, of where I live and the work that I do, there's a stigma that that many Christians are simply gullible, conspiracy theorists, flat earthers, and nut jobs. <clears throat> okay, um, mm-hmm. and I'm a little concerned about feeding that stigma by rejecting sound advice from medical professionals when the advice is good.
1: Yeah. Now, I mean, but and and I would argue that just to say that um, at a certain point. Um, I don't really care about, I, I guess, I mean, the stigma to me is basically what the world thinks of the church. Well, you know, as, as if I'm supposed to, um, you know, over, you know, heed the world's perception of the church. And I understand that we have a testimony and, and we to need to be sent to sensible. Yeah. Right. But on the other hand, they would, the the same people would say, I mean, my goodness, you know, you guys don't believe in evolution, please. You know, that's scientific data and the whole scientific community believes it. And you guys are so absurd and dumb for not believing it. Well, I would have to say, well, look, you know, there, there's reasons. I, but, you know, so, I mean, at at a certain point and we would say, well, that's those are, you know, intelligent, um, uh, you know, scientific professionals. But I think they're totally skewed and they have an agenda and there's a spiritual undercurrent there. As I might think that in the medical practice, there's obviously, in some ways, I feel like maybe an agenda, maybe not to the same degree, or a certain slant on learning, whether it's pharmaceutical or whether it's, you know, whatever, whatever. And so that, that are serious, it's not simply because, oh, there's a lot of doctors and they're big. No, it's just that their angle at it, and they're not a professional in everything. You know, they're trying to make a spiritual decision for my people based on medical... Advice, Okay. And that certainly ought to be considered. Mm-hmm. But when they try to make, you know, when they try to say, okay, here's what's going on medically. So we're going to make a decision economically, spiritually, yeah. you know, blah, 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 blah. And they hit every facet of life. Then you got to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You know, let's take it well, into account.
0: And I think that's why going back to Paul's answer is that they shouldn't be allowed to force their advice. Yes. Right. Um, I think, I think medical professionals who are you know the the virologists that are speaking about COVID nineteen? They know what they're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. The research holds up. Um, they're still learning about it every day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're reporting their findings on a routine basis, and we can see them do that. And we've seen them say, "Okay, listen. Last week we thought this only li- lived for two hours on a surface. Now we know it lives longer. Here, let me report that. That's an honest mm-hmm. report. That's not the report of a conspiratorial person." That's the report of an honest person who's updating the information. Um, So I think as long as we can heed the advice of professionals who are giving honest reports, I think that's good. I just don't think they should be able to force us to take the advice. I just think in the name of good judgment and considering our testimony to them that are without, good advice like that should be heeded. Um, One of the benefits that I have of working around unsaved people a lot is that I get to survey them sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. I have, That's a neat, yeah. yeah, I have a good rapport with them to where I can ask yeah. them things and, mm-hmm. and they, they know what I mean. They're, they're, they're not, you know, threatened by me asking them a question. And I've been asking, you know, what would you say about a church who continues to hold meetings despite being in a community where there are reported cases of coronavirus and the executive order limits them, uh, and 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 people are passing this disease and community spread. What would you say about a church like that? And the resounding answer that I'm getting is we wouldn't respect such a church. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. and 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 to go back to to what you were saying, not all of those people are critics of Christianity. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think we I don't think we can generalize all of them to say That they would all have a bad opinion of of church regardless, because some Mm -hmm. of them profess to be Christians, perhaps Mm -hmm. they're cultural Christians, uh, but some of them profess to be Christians and some of them even go maybe a few times a year to an evangelical church or to a Catholic Uh church. They're not anti-church people, uh, at least the ones that I've been talking to, (laughs) because I already know what the anti-church people are going to (laughs) say. I don't even bother asking them. Yeah,
1: because you already know they don't respect the church. Right. (laughs) So
0: I ask people who are maybe more church friendly, and they're like, no, I think they should close. I mean, it's it's a good thing to do. Um, So I, I guess my concern is, though we can't allow public opinion to dictate principle, uh, we do have to consider our testimony to those that are without. Um, I've heard of churches continuing mm-hmm. to meet. Uh, there was one case in the news of some evangelical church did that where, like, now massive numbers of the congregation are reporting positive for COVID 19.
1: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
0: and, and, and universally, the same response that they're getting is hatred from the community. <laughs> Everybody's mm-hmm. like, we're trying to control this thing. And you guys are over here doing this and, and having church. Uh, it, you know, someone has to consider their testimony. Now, I know that every church is uh, a local autonomous body and can decide mm-hmm. whatever they want to do. OK, mm-hmm. uh, and I can only say what we've done. That's all I can say. And, 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 and we've, yeah, we yeah. decided and, to and that... live stream instead for a little while.
1: Yeah, as have we, um, but even, you know, just even um, the difference in where you're located versus where we're located, yes. it would, you know, make the decision different. You're in a highly populated area, mm-hmm. you know, we're in a very rural area. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it's like you said that your wording was, you know, what would you think if, of a church if they continue to meet when their community was at high risk? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, these, these statements mm-hmm. are broad, you know, as far as the entire state shutting down. And I have to, to the CDC's credit, at least at first it was, these were recommendations passed down, mm-hmm. you know, this is what we recommend. And, and that's, to me, that's exactly the way to go. Or even if the president appealed to, and I, and I don't think that we're being picked on. I, I don't want people to get me wrong on that. Right. You know, bars are closing, casinos are closing, <laughs> everybody's closing. Yeah. So it's not picking on the churches. Um, but, you know, if the president said, you know, look, I know that churches You know have a you know a deep sense of belonging and wanting to meet and I certainly respect and understand that but as your president I'm just asking you would you please consider you know for the sake of the community doing that I my pastor said I would do it in a heartbeat if he he approached me that way I mean (laughs) what a rapport Um, he would build with Christians if he said that to to recognize because he's recognizing their authority there but and, and so and it really wasn't so much from him. It's when individual governors say we're invoking this. You yes. Know, well, you this know is the what way it's going to be.
0: What our governor here said. I mean, he, the way he handled it. I mean, he's he's got no rapport. <laughs> he's like this. This is tough medicine. This is tough medicine. You know, and basically, you know, we're going to take it, uh, you know, so he, he's almost like what are what are you my my nanny now? you know and and you know he really does fit the description of a a nanny statist in many ways Uh, you know the governor open wide (laughs) (laughs) here swallow this
1: (laughs) but uh oh goodness yeah well that's that thank you paul for the feedback on that and uh and for that good uh discernment between how who are you responding to or what are you responding to the virus or the government yeah
0: so another thing i was thinking about uh talking about was live streaming with all the different churches now that are looking into live streaming that haven't previously uh for example our church (laughs) um what kind of resources might we point people to that
1: would be good options to look at at the outset do you have any okay um, I would basically, I, I could tell you what our setup is. We've, we haven't done to this point live streaming and it's a little bit more difficult for us because of <clears throat> internet speeds. But with uh, mild success, we've done uh, Facebook live. Um, and, and I think contrary to popular or, or, excuse me, contrary to opinion, some opinion, you can get, uh, you can get access to a public Facebook page. So our church has a Uh, Facebook page and people can access that without a Facebook account and can see it. And basically what we do is we have a stand with a, uh, a holder set up. Like a guy has a, um, one of our, um, young men has a cell phone holder that he can attach to his bicycle and he holds, he attaches that to a mic stand and, um, and holds the camera there. And we, uh, log into our Facebook from his camera. And, uh, and right there on the page, you can start a live session and we start that live session. It goes right to our Facebook page and, uh, and you know, people can, uh, go to our page at that time and it begins playing the video and they can, uh, interact with, they can interact as far as, you know, sending a thumbs up or a heart yeah. or even commenting on what's going on, you know, that they're there. And that's kind of neat to see, but basically it's just a very simple setup through Facebook live. Yeah. We've primarily used YouTube uh, at yes. this point. Um,
0: I had originally thought that you need a facebook account to view a facebook live uh broadcast but i i like you mentioned i have also heard since then that you don't have to do that because there are several people in our church that don't have facebook um but you know most people can access youtube pretty easily because almost everybody has a gmail account now um so we've been using youtube and the first time we did it we just streamed right through youtube directly um, we mm-hmm. just scheduled an event in there, a live event, and then just clicked go live and recorded with my laptop camera. I sat at a desk and and basically gave the, the message right from from a desk. I used my fancy podcast microphone. Um, <laughs> and, you know, but I mean,
1: and, and you were using the webcam from your laptop computer, right? Yeah,
0: and and right. I wouldn't recommend everyone do that because not all um, uh, laptop cameras are great quality. But the mm. MacBook Air it has a pretty good uh, HD camera uh, okay. there. Um, however, what I've taken to do uh, to doing last time we did it, which was Wednesday night, is uh, I used a service called Ecamm. It's a software that you can download. They give you a 14-day free trial, mm-hmm. and uh, I may end up buying the full version of it. But Ecamm allows you to stream into YouTube or into Facebook whichever you want right from the ecamm software which is nice because you can manage it all right from ecamm you can manage your camera settings your audio settings you can even add overlays uh, which is nice because what i did was i put our church logo up in the corner we had a live streaming starting soon icon there and then i had the text that i was preaching from right at the bottom of the screen Yes. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And it looked nice. You mm-hmm. sent me a test video and it looked nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. But and it was and it was you're saying it's pretty easy to work with. Super easy to work with.
0: And that's Ecamm Live. E C A M M. Ecamm Live. Um anything else that uh that we would recommend for live streaming?
1: <clears throat> um I'm not no, not right no. off the top of my head. Not for a real simple, easy solution. I know some um, are using those are probably two big ones. Some are using Zoom. Um
0: okay. I think it's okay. zoom.us. US. But that's more for like a private meeting.
1: Yeah, like I've been on Zoom or GoToMeetings or um, Windows. What's the Windows? uh, What's this? I've got it right here. Microsoft Teams, kind of like for a conference call kind of thing. Um, And that, I don't know all the details about that. I know for my use of Microsoft Teams, I'm sent like a calendar, uh, like a, like an event yeah. basically. And then I click on the link and I'm, and then I, and I enter into the conversation. Yeah. Our um, martial now arts how you do that
0: is, is using zoom
1: now, um, okay. to have okay.
0: actual training
1: classes. So really? we're back to
0: having our martial arts classes kind of in this interim. They don't necessarily yeah. count for credit, but we're having classes and they had 102 people one night, uh, on no zoom. Joke. And, of course, everybody has to mute their own feed, so you're not hearing 102 people right. talking. You just hear right. the instructor. But you can see all the people there. Wow. And, and 102. Yeah. So everybody can see each other. And we were doing our training there. And, of course, I have uh, you know, a wave master punching bag in the basement, so I'm training on that. Some people are shadow boxing in the air. And, uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's it was pretty seamless. So you might consider using wow, Zoom. Wow. Good. Okay.
1: Good. Um, so you're t- you talked about the, the eCam software option. Of course, then you're going to YouTube, which is probably a good thought there, and um, and uh, Facebook Live, um, we're trying there, which are just basically simple kind of get-you-by options. Yeah. There's a lot more in-depth, thorough ways we can look at this. Oh, but, yeah, you um, can spend thousands those, of dollars to sell tell about Yes, you're right. Tell them about the Ecamm. So with the eCam Live, you can make a cell phone, a camera, if you download a certain app, right? Yeah,
0: it's, uh, it's an app called Shoot. It basically just opens up the camera on your phone, and it mirrors that to your computer. So you could set up uh, maybe a couple of phones if you had them, um, and you can have two different camera wow. angles. And you c- yes, using yes. eCam, you can change which camera angle is viewing you at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. While you're adding overlays and doing all sorts of different things, it, it can make it look very professional. Yeah, uh, if you wanted to use it for that.
1: Neat, neat. Now, would you have to have a separate USB import for each camera? Or yes. could you get a splitter? and? Okay, yeah, yeah separate. Okay. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, maybe that helps somebody out there who's, still trying, who's uh, still trying to figure out if, you know, they want to do live stream, and if so, how. Yeah, all right. Um, what else? Can I, I want to transition, though, to, to this, because this is a positive side of it. And it's been interesting to me. I've gotten email after email, and just seeing the... Responses of all kinds of organizations to to this situation, you know, whether and just different companies, whatever they provide, in some sense, they're saying, we're here for you, or we're going to provide this extra service, or we're going to offer you this while you're down, we're going to offer you some free audiobooks, or we're going to offer you some coloring pages, or, uh, you know, we're, we're doing this, we're doing that. And so it's interesting to see how everybody steps up. And so uh, similar to that, we're stepping up today to offer some, uh, some ideas of what to do while you're on lockdown, okay, <laughs> while you're stuck at home everybody's home probably you might be working from home the kids don't have school what do you do we've got several ideas for you in the next few minutes all right okay i'm ready to roll with this i'm okay hit me first one i've and i just i just kind of started i sat down and just typed these out they pretty much came in a list i added maybe one or two later but anyway the first thing i would say and this isn't totally up your alley i know tom but play a game all right play (sighs) a game um, yeah. and maybe i don 't know if your family is a game player or not i 'm speaking to our listeners here, but uh, we haven 't been as far as m- me as a dad and my family we We play some games some but it's it 's been hard It seems like to get around to actually playing it now the kids play it more. Uh, my mom uh, loves to play games, and so she does a fantastic job playing with the kids when they come. But uh, I would think of game. You know, there's so many good yeah. classic games. Even like the game of Sorry, hmm. Battleship. There's one that's a real compact game called Bananagrams. The one Guess Who, um, where you you have to ask your opponent. You know, you have all these faces looking at you, and you have to ask. Um, you know, uh, is he blonde haired? Does he have glasses? Does it things like that? And you have to ask questions back and forth to try to figure out who you are in the other person's playboard play board uh, and uh are, are you guys kind of a, a game family do you do you, do you do that regularly kind of. yeah again i'm saying as far as my opportunity to play games with them isn't very much um but the kids do more so and especially with the grandparents mm-hmm. um so i mean I, as a little kid i don't think anybody would play games with me either at my house but has <laughs> <that> <laughs> um,
0: rolled on We we have an interesting dynamic in our house because uh, my wife grew up playing games with her family, so she 's you know board games, so she 's not averse okay. to the idea and of course my kids <laughs> they love they love playing games and things like that yeah. i however there 's something wrong with me genetically apparently <laughs> i can 't think of anything well i 'm sure I could probably think of something i'd a few might uh, want to do, my, do less than playing board games, but it's pretty low on the list of things that I'd want to do is play yeah. board games. I just have no interest in playing board <laughs> games. And it's kind of like the, the, the more complex the game is, the less I want to play it. because <laughs> the thing is for instance, you know aside from, from, from pastoring right from, from studying right. and reading scripture, uh, everything else that I do is rather technical. You know, little requires mm-hmm. little technical details.
1: So that doesn't sound like a, a fun afternoon off is to play something technical.
0: Right. And they're like, here we're gonna play this game and then here's the here's the instruction manual. Thud. Uh no thank you. <laughs> no thank you. If I wanna play a board game, it better be the most mindless board game ever, because that's that's what I want after a day of doing technical things all day. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just not into Games.
1: <laughs> okay, maybe the next one then would be for you. Number two would be read a book and yes. whether it's reading it individually or reading it as a family, um, if you have young ones at home and you could get your hands on a copy of Yurtle the Turtle and other stories, I love that story. Or another fun one is the war between the vowels and the consonants. Those are two of my favorite books on a young level. If you have kids, say around the oh, I'd say anywhere from Seven to fourteen age range. I would highly, highly recommend the Terrestria Chronicles yes. by Ed Dunlop. Those, fantastic series. I read excellent. through, I read through them with my children. Yes, they are, and it's a it's a fantastic allegory of the Christian life on a young reader level. Um, there might be other fiction ones you want to read. Maybe things on uh, like Oswald. Uh, is it is it J. Oswald Sanders or Oswald? Is J. Oswald Sanders the spiritual uh, series leadership. on like? Yeah, spiritual, yep, spiritual leadership spiritual maturity yep. yep um or like what once have we see i you gave me a recommendation for um what's it clear uh what's the one about on habits by james atomic clear. habits atomic habits yeah, yeah by james clear uh that one was a, like almost like a manual on habits that was a fantastic book so yeah. there's just a, a lot of books out there maybe even an audiobook you know 30 minutes at night with the kids around an audiobook yeah would be a fantastic one, uh, idea. One of the things that my my
0: kids like to listen to for recreation uh, is an audiobook. It's a series of audiobooks. books. Uh, you'll have to tell me if you've heard of these. they're They're called Hank the Cow Dog. I have heard of have them. You heard yes, of those? and he's
1: probably a pretty goofy guy in me.
0: Yes, yes, it's not it's not a serious book at all. This is purely for for recreational reasons. Hank the Cowdog, it's it's pretty comical. Uh, it, it's apparently a family tradition, also on my my wife's side, that you got oh, yeah. you got to grow up <laughs> listening
1: to Hank the Cowdog. So, oh really? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. And you have an audiobook format. Yes, but you can get your print as well. Yes. So, okay. The third uh, recommendation I would have is the medium of YouTube. And, of course, you always have to be careful on YouTube for what videos it's going to throw your way. So please use uh, discernment here. But there's a lot of educational material on YouTube. If you're into politics, maybe look at PragerU or... or uh, Bill Whittle, uh, he has some neat ones on politics. Or if you like satire, you can look at Andrew Klavan. Um, Maybe it's geography. I found a guy just recently who give like, he had like a nine-minute lesson on Albania. It's just really cool, and he did it in a really uh, interesting way, and he kind of had some humor in there, and the graphics were constantly changing, and he had a really good way of displaying it and talking about their language and their location and their alliances, and, and it was just neat. So, yeah. I mean, pick a subject, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's math or art or music or something, and just say, let's see if we can find a neat video on a part of that, if you're, like, if you're just into learning something new, yeah. which a lot of times I am. Yeah, though Albania sounds riveting, honestly. Um. <laughs> it, well you know why I honestly I, why I picked that one Sarcasm. because my wife <laughs> yeah he's not riveting to you <laughs> he's just like man that actually was on my bucket list um, <laughs> is my wife got me this flip calendar you know like where you tear or a tear off calendar where you tear off a picture a day yeah. every day it has a picture of a country and one of the first countries for this year's calendar was Albania and it was beautiful I was like wow, that place was just it was just kind of moving. So that's why I looked it up, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was like, where's Albania? <laughs> you know, <laughs> does anybody know where Albania is at? And um, so just looking into it and, um, and found that geography, you know, uh, guy. And he, I think he does other countries as well. Okay, here would be another uh, a thought it would be conversation starters. Have you ever seen this, like a book of conversation starters yes. or a list of them? Yes. Okay, like, like if, you, uh, if you were a character in The Wizard of Oz, which one would you be? you know, uh, you know, anything like that. Or if, if you could have this, or if you could be that, this, uh, or if you, that, which, that sounds like an interesting discussion right there. <laughs> which, uh, which, which one might yeah. you be? <laughs> which one might I be between, I guess, uh, not, 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 flying monkeys and which not included. Um, um, just thinking of okay, like, uh, uh, never mind, scratch off the flying monkey. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Cause you, if you're thinking about like, the, the lion who needed courage, the tin man who needed a heart, the scarecrow who needed a brain, or the Dorothy, I guess, who needed a home. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> or I don't she needed a dog. <laughs> I, I don't know where I, I would feel I, I, think I, would, I think I'd hate to admit right, where, right now where I'm at. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, just conversation starters, you know, asking your kids, just sitting down and saying, hey, let's have some fun. Um, tell me what's your favorite flavor ice cream, you know, or... or um, you know, whatever. And so if you could Mm -hmm. meet somebody famous who, who's ever lived, who would it be? You know, Mm -hmm. um, just some conversation starters and have a, have a good conversation with your family. This is one of the blessings, wouldn't you say of COVID-19, um, for families that are quasi functional is that they have to spend more time together. Mm -hmm. And so there's an opportunity now to have conversations and build relationships. Now, yeah. I, I, I'm sad for for maybe kids who have to come back to and spend an extra ten hours a day in an abusive home. Yeah. But for many families, it's a, it, this is a neat opportunity. So conversation starters would be good. Yeah, um, I, I've
0: got a few go real ahead. quick uh,
1: to interject. Yeah, with.
0: yeah, please. Um, try an exercise you've never tried before. Okay, um, there you go. M- and, and maybe you maybe you're someone who doesn't exercise. Uh, try something unique. Go outside and do this. And, and do something where you get dirty and, and wear some clothes oh, no. <laughs> that you don't care about getting dirty with, uh, but okay. just go outside and, and pretend you're a kid again. Climb a tree, you know, uh, ah. cra- crawl crawl through the mud. I don't care. Do something and, you know, just do something interesting and, and make an adventure out of it. Take the kids with yep. you, put some clothes on them that, you know, you yep. don't mind getting dirty and just have a little adventure on your own property. Uh, that's one. Uh, the other I would recommend Good. is kind of a gimme. This should have been number one on the list. Listen to
1: the backlog of Reason Together podcast. <laughs> ah, there we go. Yes, yes indeed. Yeah. Because you've been using this excuse, I don't have the time. Now you've got the time. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. Think of the things that you could learn, and uh, that'd be great. Yep. Um, go ahead. You got I another got one. I got one more. I was going to say. Yeah,
0: please. Uh, make something that you wouldn't normally make. Mm-hmm. And don't care about whether or not it's practical or useful. Just sit, a, s- sit down with a piece of paper and just write out something that you think would be interesting to make. Okay, Mm -hmm. don't don't go too bonkers, elaborate with it, but just find something (laughs) simple you can make and then just see if you can make it. See if you can cobble it together and uh, and and maybe have the kids do the same thing. Get get a hot glue gun, some popsicle sticks, whatever you have laying around and just stick something together. Have fun with it. And then maybe if you want, smash it when you're done.
1: (laughs) Yes, there you go. That's like a multi-purpose right there, because we've talked about in manliness, you know, developing skills, trying new skills. And, you know, so, so you feel like, well, yeah, sure. Right. After a day, I'm going to have this block of wood that looks terrible, that's screwed together to different things, but you will have tried to expand your, your, your ability. Right. And you'll have maybe learned about a tool and you'll know a little bit more about that thing and you will have grown in the process. Um, Good. I would say maybe for those who like this kind of thing, try a new recipe. Now, granted you're not maybe going to be able to have like exotic uh ingredients on hand if you're hardly even going to the grocery store but um but you know just like take this one like if you have saltines spread a little peanut butter on it put a marshmallow on it and stick it in the in the oven just to broil for like a couple minutes so it's like it's kind of like a, a hybrid s'more what but it's made inside yeah huh. Peanut butter, marshmallow cracker. I thought you were going to say, throw it up until it sticks on the ceiling. (laughs) Um, Well, that's after you take it out of the oven. (laughs) Yeah, no.
0: I I, I worked... Side story, okay? Tangent for a second. The reason I thought of that is because when I was a kid, uh, we would go to this camp every summer... And they had a dining hall, and this one kid would always take the crackers from the Continental Breakfast and no, the little can no. of spray cheese. And he'd go in the stairwell, <laughs> spray the cheese onto the cracker, and throw them up until they'd hit the ceiling and they'd stick there. And the whole no stairwell way. was coated <laughs> with old crackers stuck to the ceiling. It was not me, just for the record.
1: It was not <laughs> me. What? But from what he's been told and what he knew of the kid. Yes. But don't do <laughs> that in happened. your
0: house while you're on lockdown. I would, I would not recommend yeah.
1: that. Unless I guess you're dead. I mean, you can do whatever you want in your <laughs> house, but, <laughs> um, all right. Another one. And, uh, it kind of depends on where you're on the pale as far as having a TV or not. But, um, so, uh, but this one, watch a movie, you know, find a good movie. One uh, movie that I would possibly recommend, and obviously, you have to use your discretion and 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 things like that with movies. But is the greatest gift? Uh, kind of starts off with a punk kid uh, who's got a really rich grandpa, and um, and so everybody thinks they're going to inherit a lot of money. And basically, he through this period of testing, he kind of goes through a transformational behavior character change, um, and becomes a new person by the end of the movie. So, um, you know, you might think about watching a the movie. There's the um, what's the uh, oh. There's different kids ones. Uh, we have ones called Story Keepers. Uh, those are uh, those are neat. They're animated ones mm-hmm. that take stories of Jesus and put them into uh, into another story. There's um, Torchlighters. There's uh, uh, Adventures in Odyssey. Mm-hmm. The different things like that.
0: Tor- Torchlighters so might... is that like Lamplighter? The Lamplighter Theater
1: thing? It, it is. And maybe I'm not saying it right. Torchlighter. There is Lamplighter audio books, which can be neat. They're kind of pricey, but. Um, but as it torch, I think it's torch lighter. That's like a group of um, Christian ones, like ones on Perpetua, you know, the martyr. Um, and then there's yeah. one about one of the missionaries and, and certain stories that you've heard. Or um, who is the lady had all the kids and uh, rescued them, the orphans. They called her uh, Aveda. Um, uh, anyway, Gladys Allward. Gladys Allward.
0: Uh, you know, side note, interesting side note about those lamplighter theaters. Um, yes the the one of the main characters i think the guy that is like the um the narrator of some of it i i I Mm -hmm. don't even remember his name it's been so long um
1: the intro guy with a cool really deep voice
0: no i don't know that that's him okay there's a guy in there that plays a a pivotal role in the lamplighter theater uh, audio books who is otis from the andy griffith uh really yes the drunk guy good (laughs) <laughs> the guy that played the drunk really he does a lot of the narrating for the lamplighter
1: I wonder if he's There's. like that phineas or finnegan or finnis he's like starts every story this kind of that
0: might be really him. i forget his name. shop
1: owner yeah they're of course they're really well done the lamplighter sure. um the audiobooks i mean they, all the yeah the uh, the adventures um, of
0: jonathan park are another good one
1: too ah, a lot of yes, creation right. stories there Yep. yeah good and, you know, in, in our day of technology, you can get, you know, whether it's answers in Genesis or other places, you can get, you know, downloadable movies or be able to stream these movies. Or uh, if you sign up with pureflix.com and know we're not getting a sponsorship on that yeah. and I'm not I'm not like super recommending it, but I'm just saying last I checked, you could get access to a lot of answers in Genesis. Um, apologetic movies, you know, mm-hmm. educational movies. And if that's something you're interested in, you might sign up for a month. Yeah. Um, I was going to recommend another one here
0: unless you're yeah. still going. No, go ahead. Um, start a prayer journal. And, and yeah, I know okay. some people don't really like the idea of writing down what they pray or, or keeping track of things like that. Um, but I recommended this uh, app before. It's called Trello. Um, and mm-hmm. you can basically customize almost anything about it. And you can have your prayer requests organized by category, and you can have them on the left. And as you pray them through, you can move them to the right when there's an answer or when they resolve one way or another. Uh, But if you've never started a prayer journal, consider signing up for a free account on Trello and starting a prayer journal and then pray through the things that you put on there.
1: Good, good. And even wouldn't you just say even a journal in general, even just if it's a journal, uh, even if it's just a COVID-19 journal yeah. for when I was homebound, I think you'll look back two years later and go, oh, isn't that interesting what we did those two weeks? Yeah. If you actually record it. Well, that was my um, next recommendation was to write something. Good. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know, and something, anything. Something,
0: anything. You know, don't, don't even worry about if anyone else is ever going to read it. But if yep. it's a particular topic that is of interest to you, something that you enjoy talking about, write about yep. it and, 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 and don't, don't set a page limit how long you want it to be. Just say, okay, I'm going to write five yeah. minutes a day on this. You'll find that mm-hmm. that'll often turn into much more than five minutes if it's a topic that you're excited about, but take the time to write.
1: Good. Excellent thought. Um, I would say another one, uh, is, um, uh, take a nap. <laughs> I'm sure. So, you know what I mean? How, how many yeah. times are we busy? We feel groggy. Hey, take, take some time during this time when you have to be locked in, take a nap. Your body will thank you. Um, here's, here's one that is, is fun, and, uh, and I look forward to our kids doing this more here. But is FaceTime a friend or a missionary? Mm-hmm. With this technology, this is fantastic. My kids regularly talk to friends in Aruba. Um, I've spoken to missionaries in Ireland, <clears throat> and uh, and you could talk to people around the world through this medium of either WhatsApp or FaceTime, and uh, and just you know, you're stuck in, they might be stuck in, but regardless, they're going to love the interaction. Uh, Your kids may like it. The missionaries are going to appreciate it, I think. And so take that time to reach out to maybe, maybe one family a day or one every other day. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it costs you anything. It doesn't. Um, You just have to make the connection and talk. Um, Here'd be another one is organize a drawer. Just pick a drawer in your house, you know? It doesn't have to be big. I'm not saying, like, do the spring cleaning of your living room. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, pick mm-hmm. one drawer. You know that drawer that you just throw stuff in or whatever? Everyone has a or, junk drawer. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's overloading. Maybe just uh, reorganize your sock drawer. I don't know, but but organize a drawer. Just one, you know? And you'll yeah. be better for it. Um, before I mention a couple others, do you have any others, Tom? You want to mention? Uh my brain's still working over here, but uh, okay, okay. I would say, what about a Bible study? Um, just take, you know, and again, and we're not putting a time limit on it, or the you know, you don't have to write a hundred-page thesis on it. But what about like doing a, a personal word study in the morning, mm-hmm. doing a doing a study on anger or uh, on the character like Ahithophel? You say, oh, what? Ahithophel is a fascinating. There's, it's like five or six mentions in the Bible, and if you trace those mentions throughout, you'll find. A fascinating story with that. So just do some sort of a word study or or uh or some sort of a Bible study. Um here's one, um, and my kids don't know it yet, but uh tonight we're going to uh, take them out for ice cream. You know, we're we are not uh like imposed to have to be home necessarily. Drive-throughs are still open, and uh so we're gonna get in the car, we're gonna go all out and get ice cream. Um, that would be an idea for you too. Just go out and get ice cream um, mm-hmm. or do something. Go out to, you know, McDonald's has those little apple pies or something like that. Or if you're frugal, run out to the run out to the grocery store, get a tub of ice cream and come home and make your own Sundays, you know. Mm-hmm. But just do something special and out of the ordinary like that. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Did you have?
0: No, no, I was going to no. say we, okay, went, I thought... we went fishing this morning. Um, yeah. Because uh, one of the things as a result of um, the executive order here, the governor doesn't want the opening day of tr- of trout season next month to be overloaded with people, mm-hmm. so he's opening it up early. <laughs> so wow. there's there's no official opening day now. It's basically just you know you can go, go.
1: anytime now. So wow. we went
0: out this morning, got skunked, didn't catch anything, but uh, <clears throat> it was still fun to get out and yes. breathe some fresh yes. air and uh, you know fish for trout that that eluded us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were uh, social distancing, I think yeah, they were this morning. Um, mm. how about, uh, write lessons that you can learn from this time and what steps you can take to be better prepared for a crisis in the future. Now this is more of a serious one, but you sit down with your wife and you go, okay, this is really weird. This is really upset our schedule. Um, why, why is it weird? And, and are we, are we concerned at all? And if we're concerned, why are we concerned? Yeah. What would help us in the future to? Be better prepared in a time like this financially, emotionally, spiritually. Um, yeah, you know, physically. Uh, do we feel like our health is where it ought to be? What What lessons can we learn? What steps can we take to say, you know, in the next couple of weeks, let's start a new habit to better prepare us for the future. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I would say also <clears throat> if you've never uh, taken the time to uh, do some estate planning, you know, write a will. Ah, um, yes. A lot of that you can do online now. And yes. you can even, some of the programs allow you to pay for uh, unlimited updates. So you can go back and Real. update your will as much as you want uh, as the circumstances of life change. And a lot of people just wow. always seem to avoid that because of the busyness of life. It gets put low on the list and they don't really think about it. But take the time to reevaluate your uh contingency planning in life, your preparedness. Do you have a will? Do you have life insurance? Do you have all these things in place? If something right. going to happen to you, take the time to think That's about right. that as morbid as that might be.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but seriously, just, just planning ahead. And even if you say, oh man, I can't afford life insurance. At least get some prices on it. So, you know, next year going into budget time saying, I wonder if we could squeeze in some life insurance this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Write a budget. Because you've already, you've already done the footwork on it. You've You've set yourself up. Um, i 've got one more, I think, As i 'm looking at my list here, yep, okay, one more uh let me see how many do we have here we've probably hit close to twenty haven't we Two, three, four, five, six, count. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. uh well we're maybe a dozen and a, we're, we're about a dozen and a half, and here 's my last one. Listen to a sermon online, oh, you took mine. <laughs> oh did I <laughs> Good. I mean, maybe your church is live streaming, maybe you know another church that you respect or that you know and you think I'd just like to watch a sermon from there or go to sermonaudio.com, either download a, an audio version or, or find a video version. But anyway, log into a church that you respect, you know is a sound church, and even sit the family down and say, Hey, let's listen to this preacher and it's and it's a it's a new face and uh, and maybe say, Hey, we're gonna listen to this preacher and then we'll have a we'll have a special snack and we'll read a book something, you yeah. know, um, couple it with something and, um, yeah. and avail yourself of that.
0: Yeah. That was, uh, the last one that I was thinking of throwing in there too, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but even if, even if you don't make it a time where you can sit down and focus on just listening to the sermon, sometimes it's True. good just to have it playing in the background uh, yes. and just play sermons in the background. You'd be surprised how much you actually absorb, uh, listening to them that way. And if you're not yeah. listening to a sermon Find some godly music to play In the house as well uh, yes. One thing you, you realize is that Maybe you're not around the house any more Than you normally were before all this But now you don't have the options That you used to have of going out and It's like having the options removed Almost makes you feel more confined Even though you're in the house the same number of hours <laughs> um, <laughs> So that can kind of I don't know, lead to some Angst, so play some godly music Some some really holy separated godly joyful music uh, just let that play
1: good good I agree sounds great um, that should give you some few ideas of what you can do while you feel kind of homebound this could be a valuable time and uh, and if you if you, you think about these things and what you can do and how you can use this time, Uh, use it wisely Uh, you can see it to be a profitable time and yes may it still be a hardship it may be a difficulty may it affect you personally or, or, or your neighbors or your fellow church members or co-workers yes but um but let's see if we can uh make this a profitable yeah. time by taking into consideration some of these things.
0: Yep. And uh before we let you go, we do want to give a shout out to a new patron and that is Matthew. Uh this time joins us yes. at the student level, so welcome aboard Matthew. We appreciate your support of the podcast.
1: Yes, thank you. Probably taking I know he's taking classes now from on video or via uh-huh. I mean, a lot of classes are, aren't they? I may, I don't know if all of them are, but Yeah. Anyway, so yes, thank you. And thank you for uh, tuning in here again. Uh, we, we do appreciate feedback. If you've got some ideas of your own or uh, or you want to tell us how you used one of these ideas or what you used, how your kids responded, <laughs> whatever, give us some feedback at reason together Podcast at com. Yes, thank you.
0: Anyway, we appreciate you listening. We will see you on the next episode. Until then, we are encouraging balance, developing perspective, and connecting faith to practice This is Reason Together.